welcome guys to another panic attack with Big John. And as the dog exits the room as usual. So, got a little guitar soloing going on there. This evening, one rapper 50 Cent. I told you guys, I've been saying this for a while. Uh, rapper 50 Cent calls on followers to endorse Trump, citing wait a minute. Tobacco stuck under my tongue. Uh, 50 Cent calls on followers to vote for Trump, citing Biden's tax rate plan. So, Fiddy has some good sense. Article from The Hill says that rapper 50 Cent appeared to endorse Trump in a Monday Instagram post citing Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden tax rate plan. 50 Cent took to Instagram to condemn Biden's plan which raises taxes which raises tax rates for corporations and those who make $400,000 a year or more. What the F he said quote Vote for Trump. I'm out. F New York. Adding the Knicks never win anyway. So it uh, looks like another millionaire is elite is abandoning New York because of taxes. And it's also He, said, he goes on to say, I don't care if Trump doesn't like black people, which isn't true. He continued, 62% of you, of, of ya. Oh, wait, 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 this is hard to read. 62% of you out of your effing mind. The rapper who lives in New York City could be hit with a 62% tax rate increase under Biden's plans, experts said Monday, according to CNBC. New Jersey and California residents who make more than $400,000 a year could also face more than a 60% tax rate, while the rates in New York State could reach 58%. It's unclear from the post of 50 cent plans to vote for Trump. Well, it sure as heck sounds like he's voting for Trump. Trump for, from that, <laughs> I mean, uh, 
it's just interesting, you know. Uh, there's there are photographs cir circling the internet of 50 Cent and Trump together before Trump was president. Um, and a couple days ago, P. Diddy came out and endorsed Joe Biden, said, don't vote for Trump. Well, P. Diddy, look, bro, and any of y'all out there, Google First Step Act. Google Opportunity Zones. Google Opportunity Scholarships. Who gave more money than the black president? I hate to use race all the time, but that's what we're talking about today. Obama did not give as much money to historical black colleges and universities as Trump. And Trump made it good for 10 years so they don't have to keep coming back to the White House every year. Uh, he, you know, he said, Trump said, you know, his first year as president, he thought this was the norm that they came every year. And he, then after the second or third year, he said, why, why do you guys keep coming back? And they said, well, you know, nobody ever, you know, gives us money unless we come in here and ask for it. So he just wrote an executive order and made it permanent. So as long as he gets reelected, it's good for at least another four years. Now, if Biden gets in there, who knows what will happen to that executive order. But the fact is, uh, this week, Biden walked back on the 1994 crime bill, which has been a, a catching point for him with a lot of black people because it led to a lot of black folks getting incarcerated. Uh, still doesn't explain the mass incarceration of his uh, running mate, Kamala Harris, who kept uh, black people, and I'm sure some white people too, in prisons longer than they should have been on minor drug charges, first offenses, nonviolent crimes. Uh, she refused to... Uh, allow DNA evidence to be re-entered into somebody's trial uh, until a court ordered her to, and then that person was found innocent based of a crime based on DNA evidence. So, you know, you've got Trump doing prison reform, signing the First Step Act, uh, you've got him working with Ice Cube on Ice Cube's uh, contract with Black America. He's implemented some of those policies and ideas into what he calls the Platinum Plan, which is uh, the plan that includes the uh, First Step Act and the uh, Opportunity Zones Act and the Opportunity Scholarships Act. So, you know, any. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and wants to be rich, right? It's America. You can live out your dreams, right? So why, if you want to dream big and become rich, famous like 50 Cent, like P. Diddy, uh, even if you're small and starting a small business, you want that business to grow into something bigger most of the time, why would you vote for the person that says, well, 
once you hit this tax, this income level, you've earned enough money. We're going to take more from you. And if you live in New York and California, the state governments are taking even more than that, and you end up paying a whole ton, as Cardi B would say. Another thing, we got a debate coming up Thursday, and it seems as though the debate commission is now changing the rules halfway through the shindig. Let's see here. Trump and Biden will have mics cut during opponents' answers during the final debate. Now, I think this helps Trump because Biden can walk himself into long, idiotic answers and lies. Like, I found, I was surprised that the Boilermaker Union endorsed Joe Biden because they are so involved in the fracking industry and Biden is anti-fracking regardless of how much he's changed his stance on it. Uh, so the Boilermakers actually uh, re renounced that. They've actually endorsed Trump, not Biden. So there's a lie that Biden told in his uh, stuff and envelopes that's what I call George Stephanopoulos, by the way. Stuffing envelopes uh, town hall the other night, uh, among other things. But there was one answer Biden was giving that was so long that <laughs> ABC started playing music over him and went on into uh, uh, a commercial break while he was while Biden was still answering. But uh, let's read some of this uh, article here. Uh, what, who is this article by? NBC News. Um, President Donald Trump and Joe Biden will have their microphones cut off during Thursday's final presidential debate while their opponent delivers initial two-minute answers to each topic. The Commission on Presidential Debates announced Monday. Now, this shows Biden's weakness. Um, you know, if he's in a, a room with other world leaders, he's not going to be able to cut their microphones. They, they don't have, well, sometimes they have that earpiece where, you know, they're talking into a mic and, the, and it, it in, uh, pardon me, I'm starting to talk like Joe Biden. It automatically interprets into whatever language but um for the most part you know he can't you know mute other world leaders while he's stumbling through an answer or while he's lying uh and just the fact that you have to have the rules changed to help you shows weakness uh but anyways both microphones will be on during the open discussion segments okay so that's not so bad um Trump and Biden's only previous debate last month was marred with frequent interruptions from Trump. And Biden also interrupted. In fact, Biden started the interrupting, as well as Chris Wallace interrupted and didn't let Trump finish sentences, but whatever. Uh, let's just blame everything on Trump. Um, so anyways, back to the, the, this sentence. Trump and Biden 
only previous debate last month was marred by frequent <coughs> interruptions from Trump, leading to calls for the debate moderator to have the ability to cut off each candidate's microphone. Skip too far down here. Um, but that's, that's the gist of it. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, the thing I like about Trump and so on and so forth is he's really good at these quips and one-liners. Like, you know, when Hillary was saying, it's a good thing somebody with Donald Trump's temperament isn't in charge of the law in this country. And he quickly put his microphone up to his mouth and said, because you'd be in jail. So, um, that was... It's interesting. I mean, the debate commission, I think they're outdated and liberal. And frankly, I think uh, Joe Rogan and I should get to moderate a debate. I think they should have went on the Joe Rogan podcast. He said, you know, we're going to do a four-hour long debate. A lot of his podcasts are... Uh, beyond two hours, I think the shortest one I've seen with somebody of significance uh, is is two hours. Usually they go three, three and a half, four hours because he just sits there and talks to them. You know, like uh, you know, you know, two friends at a bar having conversation. That's pretty good. Uh, that's why he's the number one podcaster uh, uh, right now. And 55 million listeners, I think that would get out to the people, you know, the re- the regular common people. And I still think Donald Trump should go on that program. And he agreed, Trump agreed to it. Biden said no, because Biden can't stay awake for four hours. But uh, anyways, so I was watching an interesting documentary the other day. I'll link her uh, YouTube page in the description and her uh, website uh, on YouTube and I'll I'll tweet it out on at the real big at at the real underscore big John on Twitter um, so you guys can check it but uh, Mil- this girl she goes by millennial Millie her real name is Millicent Weaver or Millie Weaver uh, she used to be with Alex Jones on Infowars. Um, she has this good documentary. The first one was called Shadowgate. Now she's coming out with Shadowgate Part 2. And I need to do research because I want to do a full-blown episode on some of the stuff that they talked about. But the long and shorts of it or the government is able to, through its independent contractors with the intelligence community, go out there and feed us information. You guys need to look up something called the Smith Munt Mund Munt Act. M U N D T is how you spell Munt. It's the Smith Mund Act of 2020. Um, and it was, let me make sure I'm on the first page of my notes here. It was, uh, 
to counter foreign propaganda and disinformation, there was a second act passed in 2016, yeah. So, we need to look up Smith-Mund Act of 2012 and the Counter Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act of 2016. Basically, it's saying, what the documentary is saying is, our government is using psychological warfare on us through social media. And this isn't too far off of a conspiracy theory. Um, it, it's not. I, it, they back it up with fact in here. Um, and they're masking propaganda and disinformation, okay? They say that Russia interfered in the 2016 election, right? If Russia, they have the same technology we do. They can mask what they're doing. Like, there are computer servers all over the world, right? Why would you use your own server to... Uh, run propaganda ads, memes, uh, fake Facebook and Twitter accounts, etc., etc. When you can mask that by putting it through a server in a different country. And that is actually what they say in the documentary as I do this, the old switcheroo. When those Russian bots, as they're sometimes called, or Russian hacks happened, it was really our own intelligent agencies running it in, through independent contractors, running things through foreign web or foreign servers in Russia and then back to America. So groups like the Lincoln Group, which is a parent of the Lincoln Project, which it, the Lincoln Project is very forthright in its propaganda, but they can run these things through other servers in other countries and fool dummies in this country are thinking it's a Russian propagandist. Um, you know, ma like I said, masking propaganda and disinformation. There's an article that they cite in this by Emma L. Bryant, the last name is spelled B-R-I-A-N-T, uh, it's called Pentagon Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu is J-U-J-I-T-S-U, Pentagon Jiu-Jitsu, reshaping the field of propaganda, and she's of Essex University in the UK. Uh, and they talk about psychological warfare developed by and for the military being used on civilians to influence elections. Uh, top psychologists have come up with ways to make you think you should vote one way or the other, right? Uh, what the military designed this propaganda for was to convince kids in the Middle East, like Iraq, Afghanistan, when our troops were there, they would use this in the Middle East to keep kids from strapping bombs on themselves. Or 
they could use it to propagandist within our government could use it to convince maybe a kid to go over the line and shoot up a school um, or they mainly used it for election influencing psyop is what it's called psychological operation uh, the CIA back in the 70s admitted that they paid people to submit articles to journalists and newspapers called Operation Mockingbird. One of the main people in that operation was Mike Wallace. Sound familiar? Mike Wallace was uh, in the early days of uh, naval intelligence and used... Uh, in naval warfare and Navy intel. He's the dad of Chris Wallace. Uh, and a funny thing popped up on my Facebook memories to, uh, today. Yesterday, technically. Because it's like 2 a.m. Whatever. Uh, where I said, you know, Mike, uh, four years ago, I said Mike Wallace will be a good debate moderator. He has good journalism in his genes. Because his dad, or pardon me, I said Chris Wallace would be a good debate moderator. Because his dad was Mike Wallace of 60 Minutes. He has good journalism in his genes. Yeah, guess I was wrong on that. Also, funny factoid. Uh, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Did you know he interned at the Central Intelligence Agency, CIA? So there's two of the top, three of the top news guys uh, of the last, what, 40 years? I don't know when Mike Wallace got on 60 Minutes, but it had to be in the 1960s or 70s. That show's been around since, almost since TV was invented. Um, so... They're, you know, three of your top journalists, uh, and they're not really journalists, they're more op-ed type people, but connected directly to the government, well, two of them, and then Mike Wallace, or excuse me, Chris Wallace's dad was uh, in military intelligence. So, funny, funny connections there, eh? Um... Like I said, U.S. propagandists can make it look like the information came from Russia, okay? So why would Russia let information that they put out to influence an election on the internet and social media be traced back to themselves? Why would the Russians be that stupid when they have the technology and got it from us to mask where their propaganda is coming from. You know, they could put it on a let's, Ukrainian server. They could put it on an American server. You know, they can just route it through there and their software. I mean, I could get software. It's called a VPN and make it look like my computer's in a totally different country and nobody would know where I was at. And also, well, anyways, I'm not going to get into VPNs. Uh, there's an article called Who Let the Trolls Out? 
uh, trolls can be coming from anyone. Now, this paper was funded by the European Union, who wants to get influence in the United States. But what it says is the trolls could be an IIA, which is government language for an interactive, or excuse me, interactive internet activity. Basically, sometimes when you see those uh, trolls in comments that don't have a uh, profile picture commenting on like someone's YouTube page or on a Twitter feed uh, or Twitter thread, I should say. Some of those are these uh, propagandists trying to debate, distribute misinformation Sometimes they'll post a link to the, a website or a video and say, oh, look, this is the truth. Uh, such, such and such is lying. Uh, so there's some interesting stuff there in this documentary, Shadowgate 2.0. You can find it on Millie Weaver, or MillennialMillie.com. Uh, MillennialMillie.com. You can also search Millennial Millie. And find Millie Weaver on YouTube. And they back what they're saying up in the Shadowgate documentaries. And there's a Shadowgate 3.0 coming out uh, soon. And these are only on the internet. So uh, right now, Shadowgate 2.0, Shadowgate is all one word is up on YouTube. I'm going to watch it for a second time. Uh, the first time I watched it, she was doing a... Millennial, Millie Weaver, Millennial Millie, was doing a um, live, like, interaction thing as it was premiering. So, you know, she was butting in and pausing and talking during the the movie, but... I found it rather interesting. Uh, I think it's factual. She has people that have worked in the government on these programs, uh, in these documentaries, giving facts. And the third one, uh, the 2.0 ends with a veteran calling out other veterans to come forth with their stories. So... 3.0, I think, is going to be stories of other people that have worked in military intel uh, with their stories of what uh, the government is up to. So, with that, we'll end this podcast and video. Uh, there will be links in the description on the YouTube vid where you can see Millennial Millie's work and see for yourself and decide uh, and I will post those links on my Twitter feed and parlor uh, on Twitter it's the real underscore big John and on parlor it is the real big John all one word so with that that was a quick half hour rant ramble whatever you want to call it Thank you guys. Remember, God bless you always. Pray for one another. Pray for our country. I don't care who you're voting for. You got to pray for our leaders. If you're watching this in a different country, 
Pray for your leaders. Prayer works. Jesus is real. God is real. God loves you. Jesus died for you. We'll catch you next time on Panic Attack with Big John.